0: A lifetime of training, practice, study, hard work. Through discipline, some achieve excellence, mastery, fulfillment, self-actualization. What can we learn from their beginnings, discoveries, motivations, and falls? How do they dust themselves off and resume their journey? During these interviews, stories, and conversations, we reveal their intrinsic drive. As an 8th grader, Brett Gocher viewed running as a tool to improve his conditioning for basketball. Under the tutelage of Aptos High School coach Dan Gruber, he began to improve, seeing the possibility of cross-country and track becoming his new focus. Brett became a dominant force, eyeing the potential of a way to pay for college. This Watsonville, California native enjoyed a stellar high school career, winning four consecutive league championships in the 3200, three in the 1600 meters, and posting the 12th fastest high school 10,000 meters in U.S. history. After a self-described lackluster college career at Stanford, Brett was inspired to continue running post-collegiately. After graduation, he was encouraged by a former teammate to accept an invitation from Coach Greg McMillan, who was starting an elite distance running club in Flagstaff, Arizona. Under Greg's guidance, support from his training partners, and the Flagstaff community, Brett enjoyed training and rekindled his competitive fire. He shares his low moment of not finishing the 2016 U.S. Olympic Marathon Trials. A meeting with Brian DiDiego, a friend and coach at a rival high school, encouraged him to begin a new career as a real estate agent. Brett has converted his ability to connect with people, hard work, and attention to detail in his real estate business as co-founder of the Santa Cruz Real Estate Team. Brett was a member of the 2008 World Championship Half Marathon Team, 2009 World Championship Cross Country Team, and USA 20K National Champion. In the 2010 Houston Marathon, he ran the 4th fastest debut in U.S. history, finishing in 2 hours, 10 minutes, 36 seconds. He was also an alternate for the 2012 London Olympic Marathon, finishing 5th in the Olympic Trials posting 211.09. I had so much fun catching up with this humble champion. We warmly welcome Brett to this episode of Intrinsic Drive. All right, Brett, man, it's so great to be here with you. It's just, it takes me right back to those flag times. And I'm so, what a blessing to see you today and to, to have you come on Intrinsic Drive. Welcome to the show, Brett.
1: Thank you so much, Phil. It's really good to see you again, too. And I'm looking forward to catching up today. I appreciate you bringing me on here.
0: Oh yeah, me too. And let's just jump right in, man, as you would in the water if you're surfing and out there in the coast. And take take us to the beginning of your journey.
1: Yeah, I um I kind of started as as more of a basketball, baseball, just kind of doing doing all the sports that kids do growing up and just kind of fell into running. I, I started when I was in eighth grade. Um it was the first year I went to a small private school and they had only had basketball as a sport. And, uh, my, my final year there, they, they introduced cross country and I kind of thought, okay, this will be a good thing to do to like get in shape for basketball. And I wasn't in love with it by any means, but by the end of the year I'd won a couple races and it was like, huh, okay, this is maybe something. And then I kind of had that moment my freshman year um, going to Aptos High, putting some training, getting my butt kicked by the older kids, but then mm-hmm. entering that first um invitational where I just raced other freshmen and won the first race. And that was okay. kind of like, okay, maybe this is a thing I should I should kind of dive into. Yeah. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. And um very lucky to have the coach I had at Aptos, Dan Groover, who's actually still coaching there. Wow, um, A very a very good runner in his own right, yes. um, but just the way that he perceives the sport and the way he kind of brings you up in it, it's just a really healthy relationship. And I think that that built the foundation for the rest of my running career. Well, that makes total
0: sense because now... Now you're saying, okay, this isn't just conditioning for me being a point guard. Now I'm seeing something that I could do and and I'm going to start devote more energy and time to it. Now onto the discovery, or let's go first to the ascent. You feel yourself rising in your craft. Now are you, this is the ninth grade year. Is that what kind of where we are now?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of that okay. first year where, um, you know, it was so foreign when I was in eighth grade. It was something I'd never even considered. And then all of a sudden you get to high school and it's, you know, all you're going to these invitational where there's hundreds and hundreds of kids and it, it becomes a little more serious. And that's kind of when I realized like, okay, this is a legit sport. Right. Um, and then just the general, like, uh, okay, is this, is this body type going to go play football? Probably not. Right. <laughs> and just right. realizing, okay, this is kind of more what this body is, is meant to do.
0: Yeah. So this, this really fit your frame and you start to see, okay, I've got some aptitude for it. I'm getting some early success. And, and now on the discovery with you and Dan as your coach is what, what did you learn through these experiences and events and what new things came to light and who are your other mentors and coaches and teachers and what was revealed here, Brett?
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess it just showed me um, it showed me that there is a future in running and um gave me something that I could really dedicate my, my time and energy to and started realizing, Hey, this could, this could get me to college, you know? And once, once I got to a certain level and started getting letters, it's like, okay, this is the real deal. Um, and then, and then starting to dream about, okay, I can keep going. I can keep running into college and, and not even really understanding at that point that there was such a thing as professional running beyond that. But then being at Stanford and seeing the farm team and seeing those guys and being like, okay, there's a whole scene after this too. And then introduced Greg McMillan, who just by luck started a team as I was graduating and went on to be one of my biggest mentors in my professional career and someone I feel like I owe a ton of credit to for helping me come, helping me become the runner that I became after college when I went through three coaching changes, all great coaches, but just no, no consistency. And, and Greg kind of helped bring me back to, um, my, my winning mentality that I had in, in high school. And so it was kind of a full circle thing and, um, really just a fun time and, and made running fun for me.
0: Yeah, I really picked that up quick when Greg brought me into a little bit of the sort of the framework of your story. And he says, look, Phil, this is a runner with broken wings that I think we can help and bring back up Is a guy who's been through all these coaching changes, but has run 344 in the 15, but has range up to the 10,000 meters and all your, you know, junior national championships and being on the junior world teams and all those things and cross country. And, and, but, you know, all these different programs, it's so hard to get that continuity and you just came to Flagstaff and you really locked in to the program with Greg and I so loved that and, and- And I could see you guys developing that mentor-mentee relationship right off the jump street, right off the beginning. And you were listening and able to do the runs at a a low heart rate and and trust, you know, that, okay, you you were even running with me, running with the old man a lot, you know, (laughs) going on long runs and, and, you know, keeping everything under control and say, hey, let's just see, let's just see, let's just put in the work, let's, let's commit to the process. So I think that's, that was really, and kudos to you for that, because I always saw that is a high merit you know you had the merit thank you yeah able to do that, which a lot of people did not that's um, exactly it yeah you nailed it um to the drives uh, what urged you forward what was some of the external and internal forces and motivations during that time now you're coming to fly flag- is this 2007 range you're yeah. coming to flagstaff into that fall the, f- the first training block uh what was some of those motivations in, in-, in that time
1: yeah. I mean, I think just in general, I was a very, very competitive person yes. growing up. And so it's just in my nature to compete. Um, and you know, I, I almost didn't even really consider post collegiate running because my, my college career was kind of lackluster. Um, and then I had a, a friend and roommate in John Pierce who kind of did a lot of the work for me and, and like almost booked my trip for me to Flagstaff. We went together and he he ended up going to to zap fitness. That's right. I was, I was a better fit for, uh, for, for for Flagstaff. Yeah. 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 And then, and then just upon getting there and, and Greg's like his, just his genuine belief. Yes. Um, that was, that was all it took. You know, I, I, I got the push from John to explore it and then meeting Greg, and people like you and Mike Smith and yeah, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just built this, like being on a team environment where everyone's trying to to bring each other up yep. and, and do better together collectively. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a collaborative effort yeah. and you just felt like you had the support, you know, and, and I feel like that's all you needed. And, and, you know, coming away from college with a Stanford degree and then going into a post-collegiate running career not even a professional running career because i wasn't making any money um th- that's kind of a motivator right there of like i got to capitalize on this yes. you know and so there's definitely it was it was just intrinsic i think um yes. but but there's all these other external factors that that come into play just being in that environment
0: well that was the exciting thing for me because i've been through all these different my experiences like being to Kenyan taking Americans with the Fila team and trying to teach and Mike and I would say, okay, let's make this fun and have game night and bring people together and, and, and have people over for Thanksgiving and Christmas that couldn't go home. And, and, and Hey, look, if you needed a ride down to Sedona, let's get you, you know, let's not have this divisions of all these different teams. And let's, let's, let's have that bagel run, you know, where we could all yeah. come together and, and run gentlemen's pace. And you, you soaked that up. You were always, uh, reaching across and 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 a, and a happy person, and, but also very purposeful, and taking it on, you know, taking on the lessons and doctrines that Greg had, and I just, and, and so I, I saw that right away. Now, take us to the fall, right? the, the the speed bumps. You know, what was the lowest moment in in your career or life overall? Was there a major inciting moment or event in that?
1: You know, it's it's kind of sad, but honestly, probably the lowest moment was the last race of my career, which was the uh, 2016 Olympic marathon trials. Um, the, it was just it was getting dropped from my sponsor two years prior okay. to battling injuries, wow. to to really grinding to work myself up back up to this fitness level where I felt I really could compete. To then just not, not having the day I needed on the day and getting to that mile 18 and, and pulling off and just kind of wondering like, is this it? Right. Um, and so it's, it's kind of a, you know, a sour departure from the sport. Um, but you know, I've, I can look back on it now. There's enough separation that I can,
0: that's good. I can really
1: appreciate everything that it gave me Yeah.
0: because it
1: really, I, it really is. The best time of your life. I mean, you're traveling the world, yes. getting to see places from such a different perspective, running down the, the middle of Times Square, seeing yourself on the jumbo screen in the New York City half, you know, it's like, yeah. you got to soak those moments up. And, and now looking back, those are the things that I focus on versus yeah. kind of the negative departure from it.
0: Yeah. And us, us watching you from Flagstaff, I remember just like, you know, we're just all glued to the screen on the computer and watching you in Houston. And it's like two Oh nine is ticking. We're like, man, this guy is going to run two ten for his first (laughs) marathon. It was the fourth fastest ever by us, by, by an American. And it was just, and we knew how fit you were. So it didn't surprise us. I mean, I knew you were in two Oh nine shape. And so, you know, it it was just amazing. So it's just all these things. Um, What was the pivot from that low moment, though, Brett? If if you go back and what steered you back on course, what turned you around?
1: Do you know? I think it was it was just it was the separation from the sport. the The pivot for me after that down moment was just kind of looking back at at the last couple of years and and seeing the way that my my competitive level in the sport had kind of digressed and getting to, you know, be more into my mid thirties and understanding, okay, I need to kind of start thinking about a future beyond running. And then having a sit down with my now business partner who has always been a really good friend and was actually the coach at our rival school, the cross country oh, really? team. Okay. Um, and we, we had just developed a, a relationship um, during that time, and then kept in touch over the years. And, and he just happened to be in real estate and at one of the, the top real estate agents around here. And this is Brian, just, your friend Brian. This is Brian. Yeah. Okay. This is Brian okay. That you work with now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. And he. So we had to sit down, and I kind of just asked him, like, you know, what do you think? What do you think about a career in real estate? And he saw he saw a lot of parallels in running and real estate in terms of. Building relationships. Yes. And then also just with my competitive background, knowing that there's hard work involved. Yeah, absolutely. And so he he thought it would be a great fit. And and he's he's a really fun person to be around. And so it's it, great. It, it gave me something, I guess, fun and hopeful to look forward to. Yes. And so that that was kind of the turnaround of like, there is a future beyond running. I don't have to sit and wallow in what had just happened. Let's move on to phase two, if you will.
0: That's such a blessing to have him in your life as a a long-term friend, but also, hey, look, hey, you know, hit hit me with it straight. You know, do you think there's a future in this for me? And he's like, look, I think here's all the attributes. Here's the things, here's the 120 to 140 miles a week that you did. That could be converted, right? To (laughs) servicing people that, you know, that need homes. And, you know, this is a beautiful, you know, I see that fit. Uh, If we had to if we could look back, what what would you redo or do differently in the rollback for you?
1: Uh, I think. Um, I I think about that first marathon a lot in Houston. Um, yeah, and
0: I do too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember it vividly. <laughs> so go, yeah, yeah, I, yeah.
1: I I can still t- I can still go back to like. You know, mile twelve with lemoncello right by my side, yes. just being you know the human metronome, yes. knocking off four fifty-five miles, That's right. and then almost getting back into contact with the lead group to then falling off and being by myself, and being at mile twenty-three and just being like, where am I right now? Um, but crossing that finish line and that level of satisfaction is is unmatched almost I think in any other aspect of my career and so in terms of redoing something I would I would redo that all day long and and uh maybe try to be a little tougher over the last couple miles to dip under that 210 number but you know still super proud of it and and one of my greatest memories that I can I can look back on and and be really proud of in my running career.
0: Uh, I think you had the toughness I mean I think you know just in that day when you kind of you lost your wingman there for a minute. And then as the field separates and you just, you know, it just may have not quite had the rhythm there at the end, but boy, you just were able to finish and it was beautiful. Cause it can go the other way, as you know. People could be there on two nine pace and then run two fifteen very easily. And so I think your Absolutely. execution was superb the way you and Greg approached that. And I just uh, always, always will remember that day. It's a, a yeah.
1: Beautiful. And it was fun because there was, there was like no level of expectation on me. You know, know it either. was yeah. like, I was like, Oh, okay. This guy's doing the marathon. Cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, what's going on in the half with, right, you know, right. there's some big names in the half and right. Um, and so it was kind of fun to just be under the radar and all of a sudden just like, People yeah. are like, what just happened? Why? How did
0: you do that? Yeah, there's a boy from Watsonville bringing it. Yeah, I love yeah. that. <laughs> uh, we go to the Anvil. Take us to an event or decision that forged you, a defining moment that shaped your destiny.
1: Yeah, I think I think I can confidently say that was the the 2009 USA 20k champs on the road in New Haven. Um, in New Haven, yeah, it was. Um, one of the things Greg told me when I first moved to Flagstaff was you're going to have to commit. It's going to take two years to see what your full potential can be. And honestly, that day was almost exactly two years after I'd moved to Flagstaff and I had been getting my butt kicked in training by Lemoncello and Yeah. and
0: constant,
1: (laughs) constant whooping. Yeah. Um, and, And Greg had been in Germany because I think Paige was running the world champs. Oh, right. Maybe. right. And yeah. so he wasn't around. And so I he got back and we sat down at lunch and I kind of was like, I don't know, man, I'm not feeling too good about this. Yeah. Um, and he reminded me, he's like, look, look at the work you've done, regardless of how you stack up to your teammates.
0: That's right. Look
1: at this body of work. It was the most mileage I'd ever done. Yes. Um, it, it was some of the best, you know, steady states up at Buffalo Park I'd ever done. It was, cool. like, it was super cool. Super
0: cool because you were running you were running the actual prescribed workout. That's what I was so excited about. As sort of the voice, the elder voice trying to sort of echo Greg. I was like, look, you just ran 54 <laughs> when you got here, you were like 56, you know what I mean? When you first started. Now you got the 10 milers, you know, comfortably at 54. Just because those guys are running 52 isn't a slight on you. You've got to run your own pace and let's get fit. And you know, and you, you know, yeah. I think when Greg came back, you guys must have he must've helped solidify that for you. Cause your mind was he, like, wait a minute. I'm so competitive. I can't, I can't even run with these guys. How am I going to race? You know?
1: Yeah. It's altitude. Yeah, he, it's got, a whole different he got, he got me, he got me feeling better and more confident again. And then he sat me down in the hotel room the day before the race okay. and it was like, you can win this thing. Oh, that's great. Like you I mean, honestly can win this thing. And I think he almost was like tearing up. He was so yeah, that's emotional about it. Yeah. About it. yeah. And, yeah. uh, that's all I needed right there and then the next day it was go time it was like you're gonna you're gonna try and win this thing and and it and it happened exactly almost two years after I joined and that was like all right you're doing this this is happening you know
0: yeah I remember you came back there was a different level of confidence than for the racing after that to break yeah you know because absolutely training was amazing and if we look at your journey now, what's, what's now, what's most important to you now,
1: what does the road ahead look like for you and what's next? I mean, now, you know, family is the most important. I have two, two young daughters, one and four-year-old and, um, live on my in-laws property. So we get to see them every day. And and my family lives down the road and I have a nephew now and another one on the way on my sister's side. So it's, it's really fun to just be able to dive into your kids' lives and their personalities and watch them grow and develop as, as little people. Um, it's, it's pretty easy to have that to focus on, you know, it's a pretty easy thing to be like this, this is now my world, you know? Um, so that's one thing. And then just focusing on my real estate career and continuing to grow that and, and having fun with it. I mean, that's the most important thing. You know, there's, it's a grind at times and that's, That's part of what makes it rewarding, you know, in the end. So I feel like I'm in a good spot, having a good support system around me and trying to get back to Flagstaff as much as I can because I miss those guys.
0: Oh, yeah. Do you get do you get back much? Do you get back at all?
1: We, we were there for a bit. Um, you know, it was unfortunate we missed uh, Mike Smith's wedding. It was just too much with COVID and the kids and yeah. just it didn't make sense. But we were really looking forward to that. Um, but we, yeah, we do. We, we, we have been getting back um, at least once a year and, and hoping to get something maybe a little more permanent over there so that we can make, you know, make more trips because it's be still holds a very, a very special place in, in our hearts. So
0: well, that that's great. Well, with, with, with your real estate acumen, you know, I, I'm sure you guys can make that happen and I I missed the wedding also, but I got to see Mike the week after and he was still oh, over in Lehigh. I saw him and he was like, <laughs> gave me a big hug. I love you, brother, man. It's so good to see him. And he was just like, so we were, this an amazing moment to, to see That's him. That's awesome. Um, please take us to, if we look back, you know, kind of the slipstream of your life, any parting gems of advice you'd like to leave for us today?
1: Yeah, I guess it's, it's something that I've always said. And it's kind of just like, you got to give yourself a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I look back to the end of my college career and there were a number of people that at the time I considered more talented than me that were foregoing any post-collegiate running career. Just right, in, right
0: I, into the profession. Yeah.
1: Right into, yeah. Right into something more school, a profession, whatever it may be. Yep. Um, but I feel like I took a chance on myself and I'm really happy with that decision. You know, coming out of college, I, on paper, I didn't look like I should be a two ten marathoner, sixty two minute half marathoner. It just didn't, the numbers didn't add up. Right. But to to bet on yourself and and give it a go, that that's all you that's all you can really do. You know, and so I try to I try to encourage people to stay in the sport, give it a shot, and right. um, right. you never know what might happen.
0: Yeah, we all develop at different ages and stages and and you believed in your dream enough to forego all that, especially coming from a school like Stanford, where you have all this incredible, incredible high level, high level academics, you know, high level uh, people in the world that are sort of, you know, they're the first ones not to stay with the running, you know, or, yeah. or athletics, right? You know, they're the first one to go back and, and so then you took a big chance there and, and it, uh, gosh, it's, you know. Great for for people like me, people like Mike Smith. We would never would have met you if you hadn't. So
1: yeah, exactly. I'm so grateful (laughs) for for so for what running has given me. You know, it gave me a part of my life that I can look back on and be so thrilled with and and have having relationships with people like you and Mike. It's really special.
0: And things to pass on to your daughters too, that hey, look, whatever your dream is, follow it. You know, absolutely passion is follow it. Absolutely. But it's been such a great blessing and a time to come and share with us. Thanks so much, Brent, for coming on the show. What an amazing, amazing to have
1: you. Thank you so much for having me, Phil. It's great catching up.
0: Thank you. Thanks for being with us. Opt in, rate and review us, subscribe, thumb us up, follow us on socials, like us, we like you. Tell us what stories move you. For videos and more information, visit us at wardenhealth.com and join us for the next episode of Intrinsic Drive.